podcast with your host, Jake Weaver, engineered by Cedric Swan. Hey, everybody. You're not going to believe this. This is the biggest, the most people I've ever had on this podcast. I have one, two, three, four, five people, six including myself. This is Midnight on Earth. And we're at Whelan's Irish Pub, Southeast Portland. And I'm here, the Pagans of Portland, a wonderful group that comes together monthly to discuss all things pagan. And I'm very blessed and very grateful that they allowed me to join them and talk about paganism. We're here to talk about paganism. We're here to learn from these wonderful people that I'm about to introduce you to. Just one minute. Hold on. And you can hear in the background, this is live. This is real. It's very real. This is so real. This is more real than real. Okay. But before we get into the introductions, I just want to say one thing. Don't forget to check out our Instagram at midnight underscore on underscore earth at midnight underscore on earth. Midnight comma on earth. We're on all the platforms. Tell a friend. Don't hesitate because... Hesitation is, uh, well, I don't know what the rest of that is, but I just know it's bad to hesitate. So just move forward. Okay, so here we go. I'm going to introduce everybody. I'm just going to go in, uh, directly to my right. And I'm just going to move. There's no specific order other than the function like a clock. We're going counterclockwise. Here we go. I am Mariah Messinger. Mariah, I don't say that one more time. Mariah sorry. Messinger. Mariah Messinger. All right. Sorka McGinnis. Sorka McGinnis. Katie Traw. Katie Traw. Mary Hanthorne. Mary Hanthorne. Janice Carey. And Janice Carey. You guys know me. I'm Jake Weaver. You guys already know me. So we're here to talk about paganism. Holy cow. I'm so honored. Whoa. little feedback there. I'm so honored. (laughs) I'm so honored to be here. Yes, that is the magic. I'm so honored to be here with you ladies. I'm thinking I'm going to adjust my mic a little bit. I feel like this is free for You're with us. You're hanging out. This is real life. You know, we adjust things on Too the bad fly. they can't ask questions. They, not yet. We're going to get to that. We're going to have Colin. You know, uh, we'll get there. It's coming. I, I, I have the ability to pipe in Bluetooth, the ability to pipe in phones. We can tell people for a future podcast to call us during this time. They have questions for you. They have questions for other pagans. We can do it live. We'll set a time. You guys can call in. Oh, man, the future's so bright. I got to wear shades. Okay. So let's talk about paganism a little bit. So Sorka. You're the leader of this group. No, Tom- I'm just the organizer. The organizer. I okay. Don't need. <laughs> it's like herding cats. It's like herding cats. So tell me, Sorka, why why did you organize this event? Did you create Pagans of Portland? Yes. Why did about you do that? Eighteen years ago now. About uh, eighteen years ago now. Eighteen years ago. So you've been doing monthly meetings for eighteen years? Actually more than monthly, but because of COVID we're doing monthly now. Okay. Well, we'll talk about COVID. I want to talk about COVID later. We'll talk about magic magic and COVID. Maybe. Maybe we'll okay. save it for another episode. Forget COVID. Forget okay. I even said that. That was terrible. Um, we're bringing it back. So we're back with Sorka. You started it 18 years ago. <laughs> and uh, what was your impetus? Like, what was the final God, will to action? It was 18 years ago. I don't remember. Um, <laughs> just the, taking the opportunity to use the internet. Uh-huh. To bring people together in person. Nice. So because you, so many people were 
were um, just talking to people on the internet. Uh-huh. They weren't getting together in person. So you were and notice- I was one of them. So you were noticing the forums. You were noticing the, yeah, I guess at that time, the bulletin boards even, or uh, post BBS. And other chat programs. Oh, right, like AOL chats and things yeah, like that. Yeah, and I forget the one we I was in, but I was online all the time. Okay. And I had almost forgotten how to talk in public <laughs> because it was all typing. That's very pertinent for this generation. You're almost like, yeah. you're ahead of your time in so oh, many ways. Of course, I've always been. <laughs> So you get this organization together. You you started. Well, I didn't do it alone. Okay. There's a group called Meetup.com. Yeah, yeah, that helped. Meetup.com. Yeah. That's how I found you guys. Yes, that's right. That's amazing. And it's been well, we a got another time. person joining yeah. us. Let's introduce her really quick. Sorry to cut you okay. off, circuit. Here we go. Uh, and you are Carrie. Carrie. Anne. Carrie Anne. All right. Well, thank you so much. She's joining us. Midnight on Earth, the podcast. We're here right now, learning about paganism. Just like with our listeners. We'll just going to talk about all different kinds of things. Like we always total, do. Total open forum. You know, there's, uh, you know, maybe we'll have something, we'll have a really powerful conversation. Um, so tell me, with another person, you started this 18 years ago. It was moved off uh, offline. Was it always at Whelan's Irish Pub? No, no. We only started meeting here because my friend plays here, so we started coming here. Uh-huh. And... The meetup is here because the place we were meeting up isn't open yet. Okay, I see. So, Pagans of Portland, what have you learned so far about bringing people together? Well, let's just start on on that. So, you've been organizing humans. You've been bringing people together. What's one thing you've noticed? Do do you feel like every meeting has been fruitful? Do you feel like every time there's something gained? Yes. Maybe not for me, but I think for somebody else. Nice. So every meeting has been an yeah. addition. And sometimes it's only two people. And right. sometimes those are the best meetups. Oh, that's okay. You yeah. know, I have one-on-one interviews on this podcast yeah. quite a bit, and it allows you to really delve deep into one person's perspective, and, and you bounce off each other, and you connect two minds, and then, you know, that third mind appears, and then, wow. Most of my friends now I've met at meetup. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, you met me. I'm not going yeah. anywhere unless you guys want me to go. No, you're cute. You can stay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Okay, so that's just kind of the basics. So, um, you know, I'm going to ask this question. We'll talk about paganism, and we'll go around. We'll have a little roundtable discussion. What is paganism, and what does it mean to you? That's a big, okay, big question. I have a definition that every d- pagan you're going to talk to We'll have a different definition. Okay. Mine is paganism is an umbrella term for a diverse group of spiritual paths, most of whom worship a god and a goddess or various gods and goddesses. And um, a big thing about paganism is we take responsibility for our actions. We don't expect to have a scapegoat pay for us for what we do. We take responsibility. Whereas uh, in other uh, religions yeah, and other theories of religion, yes. other belief structures, yeah, they we'll have just a say, scapegoat. Right. And paganism, no, you take responsibility, take responsibility for your actions. I like so that. So that inspires us to behave better. And then what does it mean to you as far as like how you live your life as a pagan? I try to live my life in a way that honors my chosen deities, which are the Celtic. Nice. Which is why we're meeting in an Irish pub. I know, I'm yeah. loving it. I have a little bit of Irish in me, not very much. It's like 
probably like 6%, 7%. You know, we'll stay with the divine number. 7% Irish. You know, it's got a red beard before it went white, people. It was red. I swear, my mom has red hair. Uh, okay, so I guess we're going to move around and and tell me your name again. I'm so sorry. She's Katie. Katie. Katie is new to Katie paganism. Katie is new. And she wants to learn. She has a desire to learn, yes. passion to learn. Definitely. She wants to know more. <laughs> so that's why she's here. And you've done a little bit of research into paganism. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. Yes. So what do you think paganism means? What does paganism mean to you? Even if you don't have a concrete definition, just what does it mean to you? And then right now, it, it, that's an evolving definition. May change in five yeah, years. Yeah, definitely. Um, honestly, the one thing that did attract me to paganism, uh, backing What's off mean? on what she said, oh, it was you definitely. <laughs> I just knew who you were all along, and I came here. I was like, there you are, you know. Um, <laughs> well, it was because I like that it can be personalized, that everybody can change it the way that it best suits them, and like. It, you don't have to follow a structure. You don't have to have a rule book. There isn't, oh, this makes you qualify. This makes you not qualify. It's like kind of your own thing. One thing that I have uh, gathered from it that I really like is this whole like idea of like a law of attraction. So like what you put out there is really what comes back in your life. And like if I put out good vibes, if I put out good intentions and I, I'm nice to people, then it's expected that those kind of things I will notice and will come back into my life. Definitely. And so uh, that is, that's one thing that I really do believe in strongly because sure. of how the experiences I've had in life. Like if I was doing bad in life, if I was hurting people, bad things would happen to me because of the decision I was making. But I think it goes deeper into like, like the ideas in my head, my attitude, my vibes, like everything that went into those decisions I made. You know, so for me, I think what I really resonate with is this whole like put out there, get back kind of we are all one right. like, energy that I yeah. really like. And you really like, I have a feeling you're, you, you want to put out love. Yes. You just want to yes. put out love and you want the love to come back. I think that love is the most powerful thing in the whole wide world, more than me drugs. Too. I've done a lot of drugs. I've been in a lot of fucked up situations and over anything in this world what has toll over me I think is love like that yes. is all I look for in life and I think that's all well love love do. is a lot this whole yeah. thing believe it or not all energy all matter is made out of love the yeah, original definitely. state of whatever it is that mystery is love yeah so we yeah. just have to wake up to it as humans and we talk about it so much on this podcast in fact I made an Instagram post today about or yesterday about love and I had that that heart and I just said you gotta love more we gotta love 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 that's, the, that's how we're going to get to heaven on earth. It's, it's our path. It's our destiny. We're going to get there. But there's a process. Okay, here we go. So, and again, reintroduce yourself. I'm Mary. Mary. And Mary. Hanthorne. Mary Hanthorne. I love that. That's such a cool name. Um, tell me, Mary, what is paganism for you? What does paganism mean to you? What is, what is paganism? I just think it's an earth-based spirituality. Um, so it's it's accepting that you're one with all things, so you're one with everything that's here on the earth, um, and recognizing that connection. Uh, yeah. Okay. Earth-based. Being earth-based. And the new to the table. <laughs> Carrie. Carrie. Carrie uh, Ann. Yeah, Carrie Ann. Yes. <laughs> um, so I'm called out. I'm not a pagan. Okay, that's um, okay. I just like these chicks, and I haven't seen them for a while. <laughs> well, let me tell you something. Love is the root of everything. So in a way, you can say you associate with paganism because you're a loving person. 
Um, well, I do. The, the issue that I take with paganism is that, for the most part, it requires deities, and I don't have those. Right. So, um, but I, I think it's sort Does of... Does it require deities, Sorka? Paganism would. Okay. But you can be a witch without any deities. You can okay. be an I love this whole like microphone back and forth. I feel like a real time piece of equipment. This is this is legit. It's happening. Yeah. Yes. So I don't have deities. I don't have okay. gods. Um, but I I am a full on tree hugger, and I'll get under that pagan umbrella, which I think just sort of covers. It's sort of polytheism, right? Right. Like, right. You know, we're all in here Together. with whatever vibes we're into. Mostly, it is you know tree hugging and dirt loving and. That's my jam. And, I, and the top of it all. We'll say it again and again and again, love, people. Love is all you need. Exactly. The top of it all, the top of the pyramid is love. And here we go. Reintroduce yourself to the wonderful listeners around the world. I like to say I hit my 15th country this week. So 15 countries. We've got listeners in 15 countries. All 15 of you. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I appreciate all of you. I love you guys. You know, we're getting this message out worldwide. Um, I'm Janice that, wait, did Carey. That, <laughs> did that make you nervous? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Janice Carey. Janice Carey. Okay, Janice. What is paganism and what does paganism mean to you? Well, for me, it's um, metaphysical, it's paranormal, and it's spiritual, okay. and many other things. Okay. So how, how is it, uh, how, how are you working with it with your life? How is it in your life? Like what, 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 how is paganism applied to your life or what, what place does it have in your life? Oh, I use it continu continuously. It guides me. Really? Uh, so, I'm tell guided. me more. I use a pendulum. I channel. Channel? Uh, yes. Oh, I, <laughs> I want to know more about channeling. What do you, what do you channel? Uh, extraterrestrials. Oh, baby. Um, this is, this is exactly what we love on Midnight on Earth, baby. Tell me more. Ghosts. Ghosts. Oh, uh, I even channel animals. Wow. People's pets. Wow. I, I can tell when some, sometimes I can tell when somebody's lost a loved uh, pet because it'll be right next to me, following me. And when we get in the vehicle, it's in the back seat. I just feel. And then I, I talk to the person and find out the truth <laughs> so you're incredibly empathic i'm going to say you're super empathic you can interface with all those different energies how were you able to differentiate between the different types of entities that you're able to channel what 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 is a signature how are you able to tell them apart i'm not always able but sometimes people can see entities around me if i go for acupuncture or massage sometimes the uh the practitioner will be sensitive and can see see these, um, you know, different beings, and they'll tell me, you know, um, that I'm channeling Pleiadians or uh, Zeta Reticulans, or, you know, and and sometimes I channel people's loved ones, and they they'll ask for, you know, a certain message to let them know who it is, and and then they'll real, realize it's their father or whoever. Wow, you ladies are all so amazing. This is just out of control. We're going to talk so much. We're, we could do a whole podcast. I could do a whole podcast with every single one of you. Last but definitely not least. Hi, I'm Mariah Messinger. Oh, wait a second. This is what happens when I smoke cannabis. I already did, didn't I? I started with you. 
No. I did it. Started Sorka. Okay, I'm sorry. Let's start this over. I'll I'll cut that part out. I promise. Um, Mariah Messinger. Mariah Messinger. Okay, so tell me. Oh, right, the question. That's where I got confused. It's okay, listeners. Maybe we won't cut that out. It's real talk. We're at Whelan's Irish Pub. What is paganism and what is, how does paganism apply to your life? What does it mean to you? So I want to start with when I was four. Okay. And I used to tell everyone I was a witch. And I was, obviously. I still am. <laughs> and growing up in the 1950s in New Jersey, people thought I was weird. Um, so I've always had kind of that stigma. Um, and then in my 20s, so, so I just kept that going. Like, I felt like I could cast spells. I felt, I always had instant karma, which I felt was part of being a witch. Like, I, like you, like Sorsha was saying, that you have to, you know, you have this obligation as a pagan to live a better life. And so uh, I felt like the instant karma was teaching me that. Like, I'd say something or think something bad, and then something would happen, and I'd be like, okay, can't think that. So, so could we expand on that a little bit more? Tell me about what what do you mean, as a pagan, you need to live a better life, or you're working towards living a better life? Well, I just, I think it's the same message in all the religions, in quotes, um, is to just be a good person on the earth. Love, care. Um, and, and I believe paganism is the same message. That's the common message of all religions. That's what I feel too. It's yeah. like the golden rule is it's what we have in common with all the other religions. Just treat people like you want to be treated. Yeah, it, it's just it's fun, unfortunate that so many people get caught up oh, in the so dogma. dogma. The dogma, dogma the yes, rules. I, oh, I love how there's no rules in paganism. I don't play by any rules. And, and let me tell you, I've been rewarded by divinity many times in, in my life, and I don't play by any of those rules. But tell me more. So, so then at around 20, I started getting every book I could find out of the library that covered like every religion I could, that I knew at that time. And in my 20s, I read all those books about Judaism and the Tree of Life and, and then astrology, like everything. I just pulled it all out as much as I could and kind of created my own and I was I've been a sole pr- practitioner but I've got to here to Portland and I thought I just got here a year and a half ago so when I came I thought well who am I right I'm starting this whole new life and what resonates with me and I thought witches and so I looked on meetup and it said witches and I thought that's me and then I came, um, I've been coming almost a year now, I think. Wow. <laughs> well, wow. six months where we didn't meet. Right. Well, yeah, that's true. But, so cool. you know, uh, that's what happened to me. I was suggested this group by Meetup as I was uh, trying to connect with all different kinds of people, ayahuasca people, you know, the Portland Psychedelic Society, someone I connected through uh, through Meetup, and, and I felt the same way. I saw I was like, witches? I'm there. Like, sign me up. Wait, what's this? Sorka? Who's she? I better email her now. Wait, you I know? people? I'm there. What's what's the story with that? Well, let me tell you, and Eugene, not, you know, we can get off topic. We can do whatever we want. Yeah, this good. is a total open <laughs> forum. Um, in Eugene, they have a church. It's called Sacred Therapy. 
where they do ayahuasca sessions with people. It's becoming worldwide. Is it legit? Is it legit? It's legit yes. in a way that they're... Yes? It's legit because uh, it's not going to be she the same experience it. that you're going to get if you go to Peru. You hang out with a Peruvian shaman because the ayahuasca that they brew is far more potent than what you'll get at, uh, let's say, an American ayahuasca church. However, you're still going to have an incredibly powerful psychedelic experience and it's going to be magical. It's going to, you're going to, you know, if you're a pagan, you're going to, if you're into Celtic gods, you're going to interface with all those Celtic gods and the spirit they call Mother Ea, which is a very living earth spirit. You want to talk about earth spirits? Holy cow, Mother Ea is the earth spirit, one of them. And uh, a lot of people that take ayahuasca interface with Mother Ea, they, they all talk about it. Uh, you can go back and listen to Chris Dyer, visionary artist on Midnight on Earth. We had an episode with him. He does uh, ayahuasca sessions and he talks all about it. But the one in Eugene, the one that's local, is uh, called Sacred Therapy. We're hoping to get them on the podcast. If you're hearing the Sacred Therapy, I'm, I'm trying to, I, I'm calling yeah, you. Call me therapy. back. Get on here. Yeah. <laughs> We're trying to learn about you. Yeah, exactly. I'm promoting you right now. And, uh, you know, these people have these controlled sessions with professional people. And they have, you know, uh, transformative experiences. And that's what it's all about. And, uh, can, but, I, can I say oh, something? Oh, of course. Yes. So in in my experience, it's it's a little disrespectful of La Madre uh-huh. with ayahuasca to say I took ayahuasca or I mm. did ayahuasca. Yes, you sit in ceremony. I agree. It's very ceremonial. It's very respectful, and your interface with that spirit, if you approach it with a respectful and, and a clean body, you know, you go through a process of cleaning your body before you do that as well. And um, so I just wanted to say that it, it's best to be respectful. Yeah, let's, let's you know, you hear my uh, loose language. the Madre because she helps us so much and she brings us so much. A hundred percent. I would hate to, we to have ultimate mess reverence. with that relationship and have it become something that's, and, oh yeah, I want to trip. And that's a big controversy band, actually right you know? now because it is so widespread that it's becoming a very like like a like a thing you could go do like go to, you right, go to the spa right. or you go to the sauna or you go to on a cruise or something right? right so it's losing that sacredness that's what i was trying to get at it's losing people have big controversies and it's a, and and such a it's such a beautiful and helpful and powerful spirit uh-huh. that that will show you exactly what you need to know in that moment and right. you know it may take a little while for you to 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 um integrate the lessons that you got but it will be exactly what you need to hear and see at that moment yeah and it was my experience wow when so, so you had an ayahuasca experience uh, yeah i've worked in i've sat in ceremony so have you yes. taken the ayahuasca Yourself. Well, that's what oh, I, that's sitting that's in the ceremony. Yeah. Okay, I thought you meant you know you're, because some people do just kind of participate as cooks or help oh, facilitate suppose, helpers. Yeah, yeah. So I was a little confused there. But so, wow, when when was that? It's been a few years. It's been uh, and where did you do that? Three years. Uh, there's a group here in Portland. Oh, yeah. see, it's spreading like yeah. wildfire. It's everywhere. It's, yeah, it's one of those things you kind of have to know somebody who knows somebody who hooks you up and. Right. So yeah. there's private shamans doing smaller ceremonies, it sounds like. from I your, think so, yes. Because there's also yeah. big groups now, you know, doing that. Like I said, uh, sacred right. therapy. And, and, and it's, it's blowing up. It's becoming huge. I'm, a, I'm, and I'm right in the middle. I'm a middle child. I love Buddhism. I'm all about being in the middle, you know, of everything. Yeah. 
Yeah, right in the gray area. So I just don't know because, like, I see it benefiting people, but then I, I see the sacredness being lost in the process. Uh, no, actually taking the Iowa sheep. Um, Janice? Mariah. Mariah. Oh, my gosh. I'm That's so okay. sorry. That's so okay. many names. I'm trying so hard. No problem. Janet, yes. I'm Mariah. So you're wondering if it's like a sweat lodge, but really it's similar. But what you're doing is you're taking a, an actual shamanic drug, which is an ancient oh. shamanic drug, oh, which like is a process. Uh, it's actually peyote? called ayahuasca. It's two vines. Okay. So it's an ancient, uh, ancient South American, specifically, uh, shamanic drug that's been used thousands and thousands of years. So they combined two vines. They found these two vines. How they found these two vines, I don't know. One has DMT in it, one vine. The other vine, I know, she knows. How did, how did they find it? Because they ate it first. The second vine is what's called an MAO inhibitor, okay? So if you were to t eat the DMT vine normally, that absolutely zero effects on you. You'd have no effects. But combining what's called an MAO inhibitor allows your body to process the DMT. And that's when you have the 12 to 15 hour ancient shamanic experience. Some tribes actually do the ayahuasca snuff where they'll snore huge lines of it, almost like a tobacco, and, and it'll go in their bloodstream that way. And then they'll take the MAO inhibitor. But by combining the two vines, they create a potion. And then they take the potion, they have for thousands of years, and then they go on these massive, massive, powerful experiences and they interface, they go to that dimension, they go to the, the earth dimension, and then they come back, and they interface with spirits, they have shamans guiding them, and you know, a lot. Of, mostly people do it for healing, they go to get some healing out of it. It's not necessarily for maintenance, I don't think, but people do do it for, to heal from trauma, or, or various, trying to purge negativity from their lives, things like that. I highly recommend it. I, I have only smoked DMT. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Well, I'm so blessed to bring that to you. Midnight on earth. Look at the good we're doing, people. One life at a time. Mariah, we're helping you. We love you so much. It's just, you're a blessed, blessed goddess. Human. Human on earth. Um, so what can we talk about next? So, uh, Well, I want to bring up something that oh. um, kind of applies to the ayahuasca getting very big and popular. When that happens it kind of is prone to lose some of its specialness yeah and its spirituality uh -huh. that's happened with witchcraft as well yeah the harry potter thing oh people god people think that we all think harry potter's real <laughs> wait i thought you guys were all hogwarts right or yeah i mean we might like it a lot but it's not real it doesn't work like that unfortunately it doesn't work like bewitched did I mean, I wish I could wiggle my nose now my kitchen cleaned. Oh, man, wouldn't that be but that, that would be excellent. But, <laughs> and then a lot of people were into the craft, that movie. Oh, right, in the late 90s. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, it did. You, so you feel like these pop culture uh, kind of gateways into paganism and witchcraft diminish and dilute the energy that's there because they're they are working with magic in a way people use it to diminish it i don't know that uh, it actually does do um it's because of the ego-based intention no, it's because it. you get all these 14 year old kids playing witch uh -huh. rather than actually figuring out what it really is delving into the spirituality delving into the personal not, development oh sorry go ahead 
It's not where, oh, I want to be a witch, tell me your spells. No, I'm sorry, that's not how it works. Yeah, tell me everything you know. There's a lot of aesthetic, aesthetic witches right now, too, where they're not really practicing, they're not educating, they're not learning about anything. They're taking cool pictures for Instagram, and look, I'm so witchy. Right. I'm a baby witch. Can you give me a book suggestion? Right. How many of the pagans here now are witches? Uh, Well, let's ask. How about? I don't know anything about it. I I would like to say, what defines a witch? This is a great question. What defines a witch? I I think it's a person who practices magic. I then I'm a witch. Right. I practice magic every single day. And right? I but think I do that it in a different way. I've never attempted it. This is like but, my first time. But here's the thing. What? It. Here's a great question that I'd love to help answer. What is magic? I think that magic's different for everyone, and I think that everyone practices it a different way. Right. What? Answer for that. Okay. Well, for me, magic is my pendulum, and my uh, potions uh, are flower essences. Okay. Oh, there you go. So, it's so that's your magic. Energy. So you're you're saying that you use your energy, your magic, to create products that are magical. I actually don't create the flower essences. Okay. Yeah. But you I, add I, magic to them. You I, bless them, or what, or perform a ritual, enchant them. What no, you? they are the magic. Ah. See what what I've learned about magic in my life is that magic is using your will and intention to manifest things in the physical plane. Now, it doesn't necessarily have to be a thing. It could be an emotion, it could be a movement, it could be all these different things. But you're using the workshop of your mind, that, not your brain, because so many people think your mind is your brain. Probably your gut, Flora. Yeah, it's, it's, it's actually nothing physical. It's, it's nothing physical. Your brain doesn't. It's not supernatural. And it's not supernatural, but it is connected to the infinite. So you use your mind to create things in your imagination. It's energy. And then you make that energy happen in the third dimension. And you nudge the the energy. Right, and that to me is magic. But, of course, it's different for everybody, and magic can have so many different things, including that. Well, the goal, ultimately, right, the goal is to manipulate energy. Yes. So whether you're manifesting something physical or you're, you know, affecting a change in the person next to you or whatever, right, you're just manipulating manipulating energy. energy. That's the with goal. With your intention. With your intention. Boom. And with you your will. tools or with your mouth because right. words are spelled. Right. But it starts and with the will. But that's amazing. Very important. Yes. With cooperation. You need the cooperation of the earth energies. You need the cooperation of the energies to manipulate anything. So it's, so it's you your work. intention, but you have to get something to cooperate with you as well so that you can put those two together. So you have to get it in harmony with what you're trying you to. You have to be in harmony with something. How do you in get in get harmony with something? In Like, let's say, you like, give me an example of something that might fit into that where your intention's in play. I make offerings. Like, I, uh-huh. ha- I make offerings. I, ha- I have different friends that I work with and I make sure I keep them happy and keep a relationship going with them. It's not just uh, you know, I'm, I command you to you know, you can't approach it with that attitude, you won't get anywhere right. but if you cultivate that relationship then you can affect some change, some manipulation of energy. And that's magic to you. I think that's magic, wow. yeah. Wow, wow. I think, I think magic can best be defined as 
technology that you don't quite understand yet. Oh, definitely. I've, I've definitely said yeah, that before. Yeah, it's like electricity. I mean, most of us really don't understand how that works, but we accept that it does. And ener- electricity is neither negative nor positive. It just is. It can be used to toast your bread. It can be used to electrocute someone. And it's the intent behind the way you use that tool Okay. that defines it. There's no black or white electricity. It just is. Your intent can be negative or your intent can be positive. So what what would you say is the difference then between black and white magic? So that would be I the intention. I don't believe in black and white magic. You don't believe? Oh, tell me why. Because of what I just said. Really? Magic just is, like electricity okay. just is. So the intent of the person makes it can be malevolent or beneficent. Well, we could say the same. It's funny because we can say the same thing about money. Because or prayer. Right. Money, you can do incredibly exactly. good things with it. Or you can do incredibly bad things with it. Yeah. It just depends on the intention of the person. It's, so it's exactly. just like energy. It's just, it, money isn't actually anything at all. Right. Right? It's not. It's it's a what barter. It's it my is. trade for my service for your whatever. But money isn't anything, actually. Right. It's just what we believe right. it is. Whatever power we give it exactly. is the power that it has. And it, magic. I know magic. And it's, it's interesting how U.S. currency has so many magical symbols on it because the founding fathers <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, were very, indeed. very aware of the magical aspects of currency and, and energy. I think our founding fathers were geniuses of their time, you know, in their own way. They did things that maybe we wouldn't do today. But well, and they still hide the fact of the Freemasons. That's still not openly talked about. You kind of have to dig for all that information. So and the Illuminati, right? Our Freemasons. On the, on the bills, yeah. yeah. But are the uh, are the Freemasons like magic? Can they be good or bad depending on the intention of the Freemason? Can it be a path to enlightenment or a path to darkness? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So yes. do you think maybe the founding fathers that were Freemasons maybe were on the light side of the spectrum, perhaps? I can't judge that. You know I that? honestly I'm not sure. I think their intentions were good in uh-huh. the beginning. Um, quickly, but uh, then, hu- you know, humanness human came in, yes. <laughs> and I, I'm not sure what happened after that. <laughs> wow. This is so amazing. I just want to thank you ladies again for allowing me to be here. And really, we're talking about paganism. We're talking about the pagans of Portland. This meetup is open to everyone. Unfortunately, there's only 10 slots right now because of COVID. But normally... It's open to everyone. We've you, had meetups that were 35 people. What's the biggest meetup? 35, 35 people. Wow. So it was a bit overwhelming. But because there's so many energy sensitive people, so many powerful, magical and, and people. And you just break up into smaller groups. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, so I guess where can we go with this? Where, where would you recommend? Let's say a person is authentically attracted to paganism and magical things, not in a kitschy way, you know, not in a Sabrina the Teenage Witch, but they're authentically, truly, in their heart, attracted to these things. Where would you point them first? But which, which book, like where, where author, would there be a, a, a certain thread of? Um, I always suggest people read the book, The Spiral Dance by Starhawk. Which yes. is pretty old right now. I, I've met Starhawk once at a festival. Is that the one where she, they, they say that they, 
They felt that God was the name that the people gave to the energy of the earth. I think the Starhawk one was with the future world, right? Where it was like well, in the future. Well, no, there's... Okay, that's her novel. That's not the Spiral Dance. That's not the Spiral Dance. But the first thing you recommend is the Spiral Dance. Why do you recommend that? You know, if you could sum it up. That it, like, what, well, what? it's about Wicca. We should, we should go into how Wicca and witchcraft are different. Yes, yes that's yeah. a great... Um, yes! Okay. Um, but um, back in the 80s when she wrote it, Wicca was pretty much a generic term for pagan witchcraft. Okay. Which it really shouldn't have been, but... It was used that way back then. It is no longer done. Right. Um, but she just gives a nice overview, and she doesn't tell you you have to do it this way. And then from there, you know, the spiral dance, is there, like, another school of thought, or where would be the bridge after that? Or at that point, would it be up to the person's intuition? There are a lot of Witchcraft 101 books. Okay. There are not a lot of Witchcraft 202 books. <laughs> So after, after you read the spiral dance and you read history books sure. and biology books and mythology books, which goes back to what we were talking about before we started recording, yeah, with Joseph, Joseph Campbell. Campbell and the Power of Myth, right. I think that's an excellent book. Okay. To start with as well. Okay. Do you guys have any recommendations like in your path? I, I started with a book called... Uh, I started with a couple of different books. So this is a Carolyn Meese book that is about chakras, which was my initiation into energy or something something different. And okay. it was uh, Anatomy of the Spirit. And I think it's old. I think it's probably written in the 80s, maybe. Anatomy of the Spirit. Right. Sounds amazing. What a title. Yeah, and she's written a lot of books since. But um, she's very down-to-earth um, and uh, anyway, that was a really good one. There's another one I read, Paganism is an Earth-Based Guide to Spirituality. Okay. And I think one of the authors was Higginbotham. Okay. So that, that was a, a really good one. Okay, wow. To read. But what okay. I would say is that once, once you start like looking for that, and like you said, somebody who's really like serious and really like reaching, really wants to Authentic. meet people. Yeah. Those people will come into your life. Yeah, and that gets back to the law of attraction. Yeah. That um, you were bringing up. Tell, I'm learning. Katie. I'm, Katie. Katie. Okay. <laughs> I'm getting it down. By the end of this, I'm gonna know everybody's name. That's what Katie was saying earlier. The law of attraction. Once you get in the frequency, once you get in the vibration of those earth-based religions of that knowledge, you will attract what is on that frequency. It's actually science. Einstein talks about it. You know. You can't help but attract the things that you're, the frequency you're on. It, it's actually science. Um, but what about you, Janice? Do you have a recommendation? Well, speaking of that, um, uh, the, bu the book that I just recently got into is The Holographic Universe. Ooh. And, uh, it, I know it, that one. It, it, what? I do know that one. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. Yes, yeah. because it, it probably is a holographic universe, but not in the Matrix-type sense, in the sense of like a computer simulation. But it is holographic in the sense that it's beyond multidimensional and there's just this information flowing and it's projected off of light. I was actually listening to a lecture by a wonderful lady named Teresa Bullard today all about that. Yeah, I, 
I don't really have anything to add to that, but you were talking about frequencies sure. and energy, and, and that relates to the holographic universe. Yes. I, I'm loving everybody's contribution here. This is so amazing. And do you have one that you might want to recommend for starter people out there? Well, for me personally, I became interested in the tarot cards at 22 years old. Uh -huh. I had a mentor and she taught me a lot. I read the cards and they're kind of associated with witches, I guess. Um, but the way I learned to read the cards, it wasn't like, oh, you're going to meet a young, handsome man and get married. Or these, This was more substance to it. And the way I read the cards, people actually think I'm psychic, but I'm not. I'm just reading the cards, and then it's how it applies to them. Like, you might get a card, and I might get a card. And it's totally going to mean something different to each of us. Like, right. say we're on each on a precipice. That's what the card is saying. But your precipice is going to be different than mine. So people are shocked sometimes when you do readings because it's so It's very powerful. Yeah, so yes. distinctly personal. Personal, exactly. And, and really, I'm just doing an overview. Yeah, and all of a sudden they think you're like the greatest psych of all time. It's like Edgar Casey Part 2. And then it turns out you're just reading the cards in a incredibly like uh, not authentic but just exact uh, you know correct way you're reading the cards in a correct way yeah it's kind of deeper it's it's not like the gypsies right. you know right. um, and then for me Aleister Crowley was my first introduction into the tarot cards okay so and how do you feel about Aleister Crowley now because so many people they go back and forth with him he's either like the coolest guy ever or the worst guy ever or somebody somewhere in between I think he fit perfectly into the era that he lived in. Ah, I love that answer. That is literally one of the best answers I've ever heard about I, Alistair I've, Crowley. I've thought that before. And it's, it's absolutely, I feel the same way. Yeah. Because, uh, you know. But that's how it was then. Yeah, for better or for worse, mm -hmm. you know, it is what it is. And, you know, I personally, I, I love a lot of the teachings of Alistair Crowley. I think about you know, do what that will. It's a whole law. Love under will. Oh, that's my favorite. That I have well, that written. I look, I, I look at it all the time. Well, somebody, it's funny because people always forget the second part. They always say, do what thou will. And they think it's a license to hurt people and hurt things and, and just go crazy. But they always left off the second part, which is do what thou will um, is the whole law. Love under will. Well, I said it wrong, but you know what I mean. Like, they leave out the love under and will. Oh, yeah, do it that will and harm none. Yes. Love is the law. Love under will. Right. So people leave, always leave the second part out because they always the forget. Right. You know, they, they, it's just, yeah, exactly. They want to make rules. They either want to make rules purpose, or they yeah. want to take the love away. We don't want any rules, but we want all the love because love's infinite. Now, those are words that Wiccans use a lot. What's do it that will? And it and harm none. none do it that will. Yeah. But not all witches follow them. <laughs> you, you you don't ascribe to that for I am not a Wiccan. I do not care about your threefold rules. Oh no, this is uh I don't care about your I don't I should, care no about rules. rules. Not no even Crowley. No, no rules. Nothing. 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 Um What about love? Let's say what about love? Would love be your primary starting point for your functions and decision making? I mean maybe Would that be a rule? To, to just be love. Is that a rule? No. 
Yay! No, I, I really don't have any rules. Yes. No. But <laughs> you also didn't let me suggest a book. Oh, no, I'm so, so sorry. rude. I know. I don't mean to be rude. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just you guys are you. so amazing. It's just, a, it's, it's overwhelming in a good way. So as a kid, it was <laughs> Buckland's. Right, that big blue book. <laughs> Bucklins. Tell me about Bucklins. It's full of all the rules. Oh, no. And all the suggestions and the rituals and the tools you just have to have. And you don't. You don't have to have any of those things. Okay. That's you don't have to have any tools. I'm sorry. No, so, yeah. So Bucklins. for me, yeah, so Bucklins. It's, it's, a, it's a book about witchcraft, which is chock full of rules and rituals. It's, it's, I don't think so. I think it is just, it's witchcraft. It is witchcraft 101. Like, literally, that is probably what the title says. But there's so many rules that it totally turned you off. But I, well, I just don't get along with them. And it's, I'm not interested in, in subscribing, whatever, to someone else's set ideas of what sure. ritual should be, of what my tools should be, of what my beliefs should be. Yes. I don't get along with any of that. Right. So I'm, like, chaos. I'm... I'm a chaos witch, right. technically speaking. So I That's don't have cool rules. That's a cool name. I like right? chaos witch. Look into it. Yeah. Um, it's a thing. But is chaos... A higher form of order that's multidimensional and we can't understand. Isn't the natural state complete order? What are these words that you're using? I don't understand. No. <laughs> you understand. But I love talking to you because you're so intelligent and I'm loving so your responses. For me, um, and for a lot of people, probably, like the harm none thing doesn't work. I will hex your ass. Do not cross me. Okay. I promise Good you. Good to know. Yeah. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care about harming you. Generally, I'm not going to give you anything that I don't truly believe you deserve. Right. And I know that, yeah, there's a good chance I'm going to pay for that some kind of way. So like, you understand law of karma. So you do have some well, kind of Well, I understand law of karma. Morals. It doesn't affect me in this life, right? right. Actual morals. karma. Well, we, we did talk about instant karma. <laughs> I don't is, believe in instant karma. Karma is a... Karma is... Well... But then it's not karma. Karma doesn't affect you until your next life. That has to do with a, a, what, a Hindu, a Buddhist religion. Karma doesn't belong to instant. Yeah, I, I have to say, I, I, you know, I've experienced instant karma in my life in very silly ways, but also, it, I, I think it's just different for everybody. Well, like I, you said, I just don't think it's called karma. It's not. It's the wrong word. I've always called it that, but that might be the wrong word. It's an instant return to some action that you took. You okay. Know, action, reaction, okay. right? But it may but not be. Not in, karma. It might not fall in the karmic law. Wow, this is so, this is so amazing. I need two mics. This is. Uh, this you is, have two mics. I know. This is mind blowing. <laughs> this is so cool. I I, I just can't even express it. The way I put it is, I sometimes help people with their karma. Ah, there you go. And how do you help them? Uh, any way I can. So you help them process the fruits of their previous karma whatever those fruits happen to be whether they're good or well, bad well all i know is if somebody targets me and they think i'm a patsy they're gonna find out real fast that's not true oh yeah better watch out, dude i'm loving this um okay so we're let's let's you know do what uh sorka brought to the table which is let's discuss the difference between wicca and witchcraft i'll start with you sorka tell me the difference between wicca Witchcraft. Wicca is a specific um, denomination, if you will, of paganism. Okay. Uh, it has several subgroups, but not all witches are Wiccan. Ah. Not all witches are pagan. 
You know, there is that assumption. I have to say, there is that assumption that Wiccans are witches and pagan. Like that's like a well, they are pagan. Okay, Wiccans are pagan. pagan. Okay, religion, and their founder called them witches. So I would say yes, Wiccans are witches, but not all of them accept that title. Mm. But uh, Gerald Gardner, who started Wicca in about 1930 or so. Heritage, traditional. So you feel like that people and their ancestral, even European ancestry, you think of the Druids and, and that scene, like they were practicing earth based religions. Yeah, but they not, were pagan. They weren't wicked. They were pagan, Wiccan but they weren't is wicked. A, Wiccan is a ninth, or 20th century religion. Uh, kind of like Reiki. It's 20th century. I never knew that. I had a oh, Reiki, okay. practi- uh, Reiki practitioner episode. So a lot of things happen in the 20th century. Holy smokes. And is anybody here Wiccan? So you've got here this pagan group of witches, none of whom none are None of them are Wiccan. So Wiccan is really almost like a trend. It could be trendy. It is a specific religion. Wicca is a religion? Yes. Okay. Witchcraft is not usually seen as such. Witchcraft is a, pract- a craft. Okay. Hello. Um, and... What the craft is, what it consists of, is divination, prophecy, healing, divination. Did I repeat anything? That's okay, I do that too. Talking to spirits, being witches, that's witchcraft. That's witchcraft. You can be a Christian and be a witch. I know. My mother is. I'm learning all about Christian witchcraft. You can be... um, Jewish and be a witch. You can be a saint. Yeah, you can be anything and be a witch. witch. You can be a Hindu yes, witch. You exactly. Be, you can be a, a Rastafarian witch. You can exactly. be a Pastafarian yeah. witch. You can be anything you want. And we got another wonderful goddess coming to the table here. You are now on the Midnight on Earth podcast going out to 15 countries. Okay, It's not live. All right. Let's get an introduction. Who are we? My name is Liz. Liz, uh, what? Fugate. Liz Fugate. Cool. Yes. And, uh, you know, we're here at the Pagans of Portland meeting. You were a little late. What happened? <laughs> uh, my daughter doesn't get picked up until roughly quarter to seven-ish, and then I have to take the bus. That's okay. We made it. <laughs> we're glad you're here. Uh, yes. You know, we, we're just kind of having a roundtable discussion, an open forum, um, talking about paganism, talking about witchcraft. Sorka just brought up a point. We're trying to talk about the difference between Wicca and witchcraft, and she brought up how it was a religion and how witchcraft is more of a practice, more of a, a way of life, you could say. But paganism is a form of a religion, a spiritual path. Right, and paganism can be found, can show up in different ways based yes, on your culture, true. like you were saying, the Irish culture. Broader. Yeah, so we were asking just earlier, uh, what's, what's paganism mean to you? You know, we can go back to the wicked witchcraft thing in a second, but... We're here pagans of Portland. What what does paganism mean to you? Well, I guess when I think of it in just like the dictionary term, it just means um, recognizing the existence of more than one um, higher spirit, higher entity, maybe something deity. you worship, deity perhaps, yeah. Um, for me, and when I say, you know, rather than just saying like more than one god, that's my take coming in on it because I don't feel like I really worship anything. I pay um, homage. homage to. Okay. It's more of a, wow. you know, and, and 
respect and like acknowledge more than just there being, you know, I'm I'm more pagan than monotheistic. And I don't usually use, I, I didn't use pagan as a term for myself much until more recently, actually. So, so what, what made you make the change? Um, just really actually being more um, open about my spirituality, like just talking to more people about it and trying to find a term that um, was easier to use with other people without them immediately having... Um, like you're like, a black magic cauldron, right. blood-drinking witch, yeah. or you're like a foofy... Yeah, exactly. Like, like the wig. Okay, exactly you got it. Exactly how I was to put that, yes. <laughs> yeah. I have chosen words. Introductory term. <laughs> I've chosen words that people can wrap their head around, because really I'm not any of those words. Right. But you have to create thought forms for people to grasp mm -hmm. in so order I just to understand the, the bigger things. So I just got the closest, closest to my to belief <laughs> system. Yeah. And, but it's a good thing, too. So um, maybe we'll go clockwise now. So we started with circuit. What do you think the difference is between Wicca and witchcraft? Like, what are actually really, we kind of established that. So what is witchcraft for you? Like, what, what is, do you practice witchcraft? Yeah. How um, so? Well, um, I do rituals as you might think of a witch in um, like a classical sense yeah like I um, I um, yeah I practice rituals on a more uh, occasional uh, level but then I also the way that I go about my day um, I employ um, little rituals like um, just even the way that I um, view things around me I, I like you put it through I, that filter through that filter of like seeing you know like maybe not everybody um, will go um, oh what, do, what does that thing in nature mean but I will you know Right. And, and the way that I see that is through my own filter. So you put it through the witchcraft, witchcraft. filter, you're reading nature, yeah. you're reading the omens of the day, the mm -hmm. simple things. Yeah. And, and so you're having that, that well, the, the, the shaman's perspective, almost. The, 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 another way you could put it is the God's eye view or the mm -hmm. bird's eye view. I think and we try to be more conscious. Yeah. 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 And of what's going on in the world. And, and what about you, Mariah? What do you think? About Wiccan About and witchcraft and Wicca in general. And what witchcraft means to you. Well, quite frankly, Wicca was just explained to me. I never knew that <laughs> definition. Hey, that's what we're all about on this podcast. We're learning, baby. We're learning. <laughs> um, and then witchcraft for me is very, very much um, like... What's your name? Liz. Liz. That Liz just said. Um, I just... Pr I, I am a witch. I don't know how else to say that. Right. I, I live my life in that frame of mind. In I, that frequency, in that dimension, ask, interfacing exactly. with that. Exactly. And, and, and getting information from And then from a lot, it. like I said, I read so much about all these different religions, and I relate to the American Indians and, you know, just all this, the spiritual in the world. I relate to the spiritual. Right. So if I see, like, sometimes I'll think, like, a, if a hummingbird, is the first thing I see in the morning. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's a hummingbird. That hummingbird came to me today. And then I'll look it up in an American Indian uh, tarot book that I have. And what does that mean for me this day? 
And what do you, do you know what the hummingbird means in that example? You, did you see a hummingbird, or were you just using that as a, an example? I'm trying, I can't think of the hummingbird. But, but you, right but just the had, other day, I saw a hummingbird, though, and I haven't a, had a chance to look it up. Did you, but you've had but, other omens in your life and things, signs and oh, things absolutely. like that. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, all the time. And you're always reading it, and you're looking for it. Absolutely. And, and the interesting it thing. It comes to me. It comes to and, me. And the interesting thing is, is I, I feel the same way about my life, and but it took a while to get there, but then when it becomes the norm, like it's it's like what your daily is, you step into that world and you realize that that world is actually the real world. This is the illusion, which is so powerful to think about. But let's keep going. I got the extra long, extra long cable. So tell me about witchcraft. What is what? How does witchcraft work in your life? Very well. <laughs> Very well, thank you. Yes. So, so what, you, tell me about how you live from that perspective or what that means to you. Uh, well, years ago, back in the late 90s, I was, I was getting into channeling, and I was speaking in tongues and having a lot of metaphysical experiences, and I was told during these that I was a witch. And then I had another experience. I had um, been... Reading a book called Conversations with uh, God, book yes. two, I believe. And uh, it speaks about um, extraterrestrials. And so I asked, you know, that night I asked for contact with ETs. And uh, like a couple, two, three days later, oh, but I also asked for it not to be scary. And so two or three days later, I saw a fairy. Wow. And it was most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. What there does the fairy look nothing, like? Oh, it, it's, you know, it, you can't, there's nothing on this earth that compares to its beauty because it, it's, it's interdimensional. And Are you talking and about like light? Do you see light? Like, was I, there a visual? The or way I would have to describe it was it was about six inch, you know, about this tall. And it, it had the shape of a um, dragonfly. Except it was vertical, and it was in my kitchen, well, my dining area where I have, I had all my kids' artwork from school on the wall, and it was just, you know, it was just uh, hovering there and looking at the artwork. And I had seen it because I was lying down, and uh, I was sleeping, and my cat jumped on my stomach and just <laughs> landed like lead and woke me up and there that's when I saw it wow. so I was just out of a dead sleep that's a fantastic story um so y you feel like you live through witchcraft on the daily like daily life you're a witch witchcraft is a huge part of you yeah it's, it's actually everything to you and more mm -hmm. I can't wait till we do our one-on-one -on -one podcast it's gonna be amazing it's not something we do it's what we are it's not something we do it's what we are she said Sorka said it's how we live it's your life so tell me more. So uh, expand on that. Add on that. It's, it's uh, your turn. So I am, as I've said, I don't, I don't have rules, and I don't, um, I'm not interested in studying so much, uh, at least not before. So I'm really intuitive. Um, generally, if I'm called to do something, I do it, and whatever that is, if it's burning some herbs or making a sigil or you know lighting a candle or whatever, a sigil. So a sigil for me is is sort of like um, prayer for okay. people. That um, don't know what a sigil is. Right. And so um, generally it is a symbol that you draw 
um, or create with technology in whatever way. Um, but it's a symbol, and um, often folks will have a phrase in mind or something, and they use letters to sort of create a symbol out of the letters. They, you know, omit certain little letters, or they don't double certain letters, or whatever. Um, and it's sort of that way for me too. I, but again, I just I do whatever I want. You know? Right. And so I'm super intuitive. I just, whatever I feel called to do, and then generally after the fact, I'll go, oh, that corresponds with, you know, whatever the moon was doing, or that corresponds with whatever the seasonal thing was that, you know, the books say I should be doing. I was already doing it. Super right. Cool. So you're just doing it intuitively. You're doing it by almost like a spiritual instinct, and then finding, oh, you're like, oh, that happened then oh, on yeah, that day. But you already knew that was happening because you felt that you lived it. So you're living this very real, very in-the-moment form of witchcraft. That's Correct. beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. And would you like to add any more on that? Witchcraft. What does it mean to you? How does it work in your life? For me, for me, it's important to keep it sacred and keep it private. Uh-huh. So, so yeah, there are rituals that are involved and, and divination and... Um, but it's, you know, um, yeah, I, I keep it private. Yeah, no, that's a good thing because honestly, it is a very personal experience. You know, some people want to share, they want to get it out there, but at the same time, it's so personal, it's so powerful. It's okay to have that as a personal experience. And we don't proselytize. What, what, what was that, sir? We don't proselytize. Yes, there's no proselytizing. And in fact, I, that's why I feel so super, super honored to be here with you guys because in a way, we're not proselytizing but we no, are getting this we're not trying to get converts no we're not we're not recruiting anybody go away go away we don't <laughs> but, want you <laughs> but we want what we want you to do and I think and I can speak I, I don't really know these wonderful ladies very well we're on the same frequency I can tell but what I'm, I, I feel is we want everybody to just be their authentic self just do what you should be doing we're not going to tell you what to do these ladies aren't going to tell you what to do they're not going to do anything to put it out there in a way to bang it over your head, but what they want you to do, I bet, in their heart is find it on your own and get there on your own. Would, would I be accurate in that? No. No? Ah, <laughs> uh, that's okay. We want people to find Personally, and I can only speak for myself. Sure. We don't want converts. I mean, yeah. if somebody feels really strongly, fine. Yes. But we don't think everybody should be a pagan. We don't think everybody should be a witch. Uh-huh. It's just not right for everyone. Okay. So it's a just because it works for us really well. So it's not right for everyone. Let's let's, let's expand right. on that a little bit. So why isn't it right for everyone? Some what, people, what is it? Well, it it depends on where you your spirit is on your spiritual journey. Uh-huh. Some people need more rules. Some people want more rules. Some people want to be told what to do. They need that structure. They need that structure. Take responsibility for themselves. Uh, they want a scapegoat. Yeah, they we got. Want, we yeah. talked about that yeah, earlier. They, they yeah, want to yeah. be able to do whatever the fuck they want to do, <laughs> and then get forgiven for it. Right. That right. doesn't work for us. Right. So you want people? That's an interesting. You need to own your shit. You need to take responsibility for your actions, whatever you've done to hurt someone or help someone, wherever it's at in life, whatever you've done, take responsibility for that. And if you've hurt someone, do your best to make up for it. Do your best to heal. Let's say a person, okay, so so there's certain philosophies, certain religions where you have a scapegoat, and then you're saying you take responsibility for that. Let's say a person has done something 
they've hurt someone. Maybe not like murder, but they've hurt someone and they feel awful about it. But how, but they want to take responsibility for it. How does a person take responsibility for the horrible or hurtful things they've done in the past? Are you talking about a witch or just anybody? Just uh, what, what, uh, a person, a witch or anybody. I guess a witch, for coming from the witch perspective, how could a person, how do you take responsibility for your actions? Well, if you're a witch, you think about, is it justified? Mm-hmm. If it's justified, most of us say, well, yeah. And then what if you Go do, if you, you look in your past and you realize you did things that maybe you regret, how do you own those things? You live your life in a way that, that doesn't do that anymore. Ah. And you actually the, let the, it go. You forgive yourself. You forgive yourself, yeah. The forgiveness is there. So you recommend people forgive themselves, and then that's how you take and responsibility. And forgive others as well. Right, right. And then once that forgiveness frequency comes into play, then you're living a more And then life. also, shit happens. <laughs> right. And so, on, yeah, you get not karma, but your shit back. Yeah, Yeah, mm-hmm. and based on your environment, your situation, how you grew up, all these different things contribute to what situations you were in. And maybe you've evolved, maybe you've grown. So if you, you can learn from it. Yeah, you fi- try to find the yeah. good in it. I think that that would probably be yeah. a good thing. I kind of look at it as when you take responsibility for yourself, you, you're, you're pulling things back and making yourself more whole. You know, you're, you're becoming more whole. Okay. And the more whole you are, the less likely you've got some injured part of you that's going to hurt somebody. So if you've done that in the past and you've, and you've you know, looked into that, like what led me to do that? Why did I do that? What was my motivation behind that? That's pulling that back. That's bringing that back and making yourself more whole. So taking your personal responsibility is becoming more whole. Oh, wow. So, That's so powerful. So gross about something that you've done. You know, you can always offer something back, whether it's to a specific person or a situation. You can make an offering. Like, let's say somebody was, like, racist or something. Then they go help, like, uh, you know, they grew up racist. They go help uh, the African-American community in some right. awesome way. Right. Kind of That's clean your up the offering car. back. I'm, ah, right. I'm cleaning this way. Dude, this is so powerful. You have no idea. This is healthy people. People are going to hear this, and it's going to help them because it's going to give them strategies to heal themselves. Speaking of converts, um, as far as what I, what I do, uh, the channeling and all that, I, I wouldn't actually want some people to do do that because you have to come from a place of love, and you brought that up earlier. You definitely have to come from a place of love if you're channeling. Because um, because it, could you attract lower entities that are darker? Like let's say you're, you're channeling a hate and anger and you're opening up a pathway, yes. you're attracting that energy that you put out there, mm-hmm. the darkness and hate, yeah. you could attract something really awful. Yeah. And, and they'll want to control. What, what was that, Sorka? I'm sorry. Negative entities feed on negative energy. Yes. And they want to control you. They want to take over your life. Yeah, they'll want to take over To, to sow more so. discord. Yes, because that's what they thrive on. Exactly, that's what they feed on. Well, you know, it's really interesting that we're talking about this because my next episode is with the leading exorcist of Oregon. And he goes into homes. Uh, you know, we're open for him. We talk to all different different religions, different paths. We want everybody to come together. You'll want to have a crack at me. I know it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm ready. Because I channel. No, I'm, I'm, that, we're doing an episode. I'm already feeling it. But the next, you know, the next episode of Midnight on Earth, people, you know, tune in. But the next episode is about exorcism and demon possession. Um, 
interviewing <laughs> Bishop Cloud, and he yeah, goes around. It's only Christians who get um, possessed, possessed by <laughs> demons. You know, I, I you think it does show up in Islam a little bit. I have oh, to say, okay, I well, do. But still, I, it's. Uh, it, it's mostly a Christian experience. You don't yeah, see possessed yeah, Buddhists. Yeah, actually, witches don't believe in the devil. So what? What is the polarity? Witches, some do. So, yeah, what, some what, do. What, what, but in what would general, the polarity witches, be for you? Is there a consciousness? Is there a consciousness in that darker polarity? In your opinion, like is there? Is there like a like an, what? If there's no devil, what is there? Like as the polarity? I think it's it's well. Love and, and there fear. I mean, one. it's it's a it's a uh, continuum. Of, well, you know, it's like a pole. Here's love. Here's fear. And there's anything in in between. Uh, we don't think our deities are perfect. Right. Mm, that's that, true. That's interesting. They are not all good. They're fallible. Yeah. yeah. So they, they, so in a way, could these deities be just like a, they could be he, like. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Beings in a higher dimension. It's really yeah. no different than humans, per se. Right. But just existing in a different frequency range and a different band. Like, uh, for example, I, uh, one of my, uh, what, what, what I call, spirit advisors, that, that's what I would call her, okay. is Greta Garbo. Because like oh. attracts like. And we, we each have entities that are attracted to us that have, some have lived, you know, some have been physical, and some haven't. Uh, right. They could be fam a famous person. I have channeled uh, Harvey Milk a number of times. The mayor from San Francisco yes, that was assassinated. Yeah, uh -huh. I've channeled him that's, a lot. That's absolutely amazing. Were you going to add something well, there? Well, actually, and that just makes me think of uh, it's really interesting um, because... Uh, I'm exploring my past lives uh, actively a lot these days, and um, that makes me think of how um, time is nonlinear, and my whole, the way that I view time and spirits and, like, passing, you know, passing over and all that stuff has, like, changed so much since I've, um, ex since I began exploring, um, witchcraft and pain and just um, the metaphysical in general uh -huh. when I was uh, a young teenager um, and my my journey has progressed so much since then and especially recently since I started exploring new things and thinking about time differently and even like looking into quantum physics and stuff and just like comparing everything there, there's just so much there's I a mean, lot there's a lot to, of information at the end of the day <laughs> the end of the day we're probably all going to be right like everybody's going to be right about something like everybody had that a, a vein of a piece of some information and then once we put it all together as humans we're going to have this complete future you know we have a, such a beautiful bright future as humans i'm not the person that i i, I don't think and what we can talk about this it's going to be a great question. Uh, how about this? Let's just do this. Is humanity a virus? Sorka, we'll go around the table. Is humanity a virus, or are we the blessed children of the creator and the earth? Or it could be a little bolt, depending on where we're at. Is humanity a virus? Because that's so trendy right now. A lot of people are, like, very anti-human. From the perspective of the earth? Yes. Mm -hmm. I think... 
certain aspects of humanity are a virus. They sure act like a virus. Yes, and others don't. But we're not a virus. Like no, we, wouldn't, not, well, we wouldn't do anything We are personal. a bit. I mean, we're driving cars. We're, yeah. You know, right. we're not perfect. But if you got to make the rules, like, or, uh, wow, we'd have no we rules. We don't like rules. We don't like rules. But if you were in control Wait, we do running the show, you'd be making different choices, I feel like. We do recycling re- religiously. Uh-huh. You know, that's... Right. You try your best. Yeah, we where try we our can, best. Where we can. And so maybe we're slightly less of a virus than people who don't give a damn about it. Yeah. And what do you think? Do you think humanity is a virus? Um, yeah, I do. And wh- why is that? Is there a cure? Is there a solution that includes humans still being a part of the situation? Um, I don't know. I think that's a really like tough question, honestly, because... like. I think that no matter what, every single person in the entire world, we could try our best to be perfect. We could do whatever we want to, like, literally cause no damage to anything. But every single thing we do, we touch, whatever has a cause and effect. And a lot of it can be negative, no matter what. The things we buy, the places we go, like, anything we do has a consequence. And so I feel like in that aspect, everything would be like a virus things take things things like use things i think it's just i don't think there is a cure i just think that we just have to create more than we can management i guess yeah everybody can just do their best to do the best that you can in the situation that you have and not like you know try to like take out your shit on someone else because like it is true we don't know really what's going on with anyone else so yeah in a sense i think that no matter what we do, what any one of us does, shit happens, and it will continue to happen forever. I think just the only thing that makes it a little bit different about who's a virus and who's not are the people that do take responsibility and the people Ooh, that use That was huge. That was a huge segue because you're not a virus if you're taking responsibility for your actions and you're doing your best. And if we all do that, then perhaps we can create more than we can consume and Tip the yeah. tipping point, as Ken Babs, the merry prankster, was saying in a previous episode. Um, what do you think? Humanity? Virus? What are your thoughts on humanity as, as we think, are right now? I think humanity is, is a, a, a phase of life on this earth. And we talked about it early, the, earlier, the, trilob, the wave of the trilobites and the way of the dinosaurs. And I think that humans that that the earth is probably going to shake humans off at some point at some point you know chris dyer previous guest brought that up because but what he mentioned what i mentioned before is that we could evolve on another planet the spirit the energy of the human is energy and energy really can't be created or destroyed it's just it exists so the energy the soul of the human may Transcend to a different planet. We may, right. we may and, burn and out the earth. We may have been dinosaurs. We may have been dinosaurs. We may have been trilobites. <laughs> we, we may have been, it's, it's, it's incredibly possible. And that's kind of, you know, we could have burnt out and then re-evolved in somewhere else. The soul's so, journey may be the permanent yeah. situation. But. But, but I think that the Mother Earth is going to shake us off. Because we're, we're just, we're consuming more than we're, than, than it's able to support. Right. And I mean, I, I think that it is able to support it. A lot of it has to do with the whole um, capitalist system that's globalized now. Um, if, if we could get rid of that and change that mindset to um, cooperative, like more along the lines of like how uh, 
the ancient Native Americans lived in harmony with the earth. You, you only took what you needed and you gave back, you know. If we could take that up, yeah, but that's a big if. It's hard because with if. 10 billion people on the planet, you know, they say 7 billion, but it's probably more like 10. With 10 billion people on the planet, it's hard to, you know, for everybody to live in that harmonious balance. One thing I'm wondering and I think about is, is our consumption as, you know, we live in a capitalist society here in America, you guys in the other countries, you know, maybe you're luckier, maybe you feel differently. I don't know. Why don't you tell me? Send me an email. But, uh, you know, so these these other people in these other countries, like, they're not experiencing the capitalism, but is the capitalism like a habit that could be replaced with a different habit? Like, let's say, you know, humans love consuming. Like, humans love buying things. They love consuming. Could we replace that habit with something that doesn't destroy the earth? Like, with different technology. It's possible because we've been taught to consume the way that we are consuming now. Right. I mean, that was that's not natural right. to, to human. Uh, na- that's not human nature. Yeah, the humans were going to the store every day and buying their stuff at right. Walmart or wherever the but, people get stuff. But we've, we've learned that. And we've gone into this system where it's like, you really can't do it any other way, but this is how you got to do it. You got to put gas in your car if you want to go somewhere. You know, it's... And so it is possible. Right. So, but hopefully, is it probable? I probably. don't know. <laughs> well, hopefully the earth doesn't shake us off in a way. You know, the earth is with us. The earth knows everything that we're up to. We're made out of the earth. Our spirits, wherever our spirits come and, from, our physical body is made out of the earth. We're here with the earth. So it, it seems like the earth hopefully didn't create us to be destroyed. Or build a ladder to nowhere. I don't know. We're just an expression. Right. We're just an expression Ooh, of the gosh, earth. So many powerpoints. So, so even if we we aren't here surviving, we're still an expression of this earth, and we will become something else. Right. My God. So <laughs> many. So, dude, you guys are on fire today. Yes, and 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 I'm deep too. This is why this is so functional and so amazing. I'm a frisbee. <laughs> So, humans, you felt like we were a virus? Oh, uh, yeah. Humans are gross. Okay, I, mean, I, I, I say mean, that I too mean, sometimes. We don't have to be. Obviously, we don't have to be. And sure. there was a time when we weren't, and we, we lived with the seasons, and we lived with the land, and we um, and we were nomadic. And I think when we settled down and started farming, that was when we just fucked everything up. Uh, the cities, <laughs> the, the industrial. Walls and fences. Oh, dude. You know, yeah. when... Well, there was a time when, when we were nomadic, right? We were on the banks of the river. We were softening the banks. We were creating places for things to grow. We were harvesting just what we needed. We were moving along and doing that along, you know, all, all over the land, right? And then we were like, oh, let's, it would be so much easier if I built this little hut and I started, you know, growing corn or whatever. And that's when we stopped, we stopped participating with the planet and started just doing our own thing on it. Right. So you had said we're with Earth. We're not. We're not with Earth. We're on Earth. We used to be with Earth. We're not anymore. Oh man. So if we could get back with it, that would be cool. But it's unlikely because we're it's modern conveniences. It's so easy for me to get in my car and get on my iPhone and put on my, you know, whatever. Right. There's so but but then when, how does it come into play though when you think about well I don't know if you believe in extraterrestrials or not. But if there are extraterrestrials and they have this higher technology and they're able to travel 
galactically, intergalactically, and maybe even multidimensionally, they would have to have evolved past living on their planet and living in a kind of a Native American symbiotic relationship with their planet to get there. I don't make those kinds of presumptions. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. I haven't, I ha as far as I'm aware, I haven't met any extraterrestrials to to have that. Well, that's why I said as far as I'm aware. So I am, I, I'm not, I don't have that knowledge. Right. I don't know what they've done or if they've done. So you, you feel like we've gotten away, though, from where we should be. Oh, certainly. But where, how does human evolution come into play? How does human evolution If come we're into just kind of moving in a very basic, not stagnant. I don't think we're I don't think that we're evolving. Okay. No. Why not? Tell me more. Well, I mean, because look at how we live, right? We're not, we're not becoming better. I don't think we're becoming better. I don't. I just don't. I, I think that we're um, we're becoming more awful every single day. Oh my goodness! Truly, and that's sad. And some folks are aware of it, but how do you you know how do you convince everybody to you know to be a nomad? <laughs> well, there's a lot of different ways to do this. Did you want to say something? Yeah, I I do. I I think that the 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 key here is that. Is, is the loss of the honoring of the female as the earth. Yes. So, yeah. so if you, if you, when, Reaffirm when the we goddess. started farming, when we, we took control over that. So it's the, we became this big control, control over. When we can get to a place where we're not control over, but we're in harmony Right. Whereas, where, and some cultures have have managed that and managed it for, you know, uh, millennia, you know, long before we were here. The, I believe. I mean, Native Americans. I'm sure they had their wars and they. They had definitely this did. And that. But, but it until we can co go back to a point where we're living in harmony uh -huh. and accepting and and honoring the female that we've we've become so. Patriarchal. <laughs> well, yeah. Don't say it. Patriarchal. It is. No, no. I, I mean, I, I'm fully aware of it. You know, you look yeah, at all the... there's like lots of different ways. I like to look at it as false yang, which mm -hmm. yang, you know, if you think about yin, yin and yang energy. Okay. So it's, it's, it's yang. It's the, it's the energy of the do, 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 accomplish, 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 kill, 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 you know. Harvest, harvest, harvest. You know, it's that just gone crazy. And there's oh no honoring of the female. There's so much dishonoring of the female. Tell me about it. You know, I talk about this all the time. I have two daughters, and we can't even watch movies. You know, I don't even want to put on music. Like, let's not talk about popular music. You want to talk about dishonoring the female. It's awful. And we need to get back to a point where, where we're in balance, where the reverence, it used to be that way. You know, you had the goddess cults, you had different cultures around the world where, where the goddess is actually the higher in the hierarchy of their religion than any other, or their belief structure, than the, the male aspects. That's true for a lot of us. Yeah. That the goddess is the primary deity. Yeah, and I lived that, personally. I lived that for many, for like four or five years of my life. I really devoted myself to, it's like, you know, 
42 now. It was probably like 26 to 30. I really, or now 20, let me back that up again. That was 23 to 27. I really studied the goddess religion and focused on the goddess energy. And then, because I was so, you know, you're, you're getting raised so patriarchal. You, you only see the male, the young perspective, which is so powerful. But then you get back into balance. You understand that the masculine and the feminine, well, it's a law. It's the law of gender. So the ma masculine and feminine are an equal force performing different functions. Within each of us. Within each, every yeah. human being. Yeah. And, and I, I totally agree. Um, yeah. I, I, actually, it makes me think of um, the concept of twin flames. I don't know if anybody else here is. is that that's like a soulmate, right? Twin flames? Yeah. Twin flames, people. Um, there's this whole concept of the divine masculine and divine feminine. And um, you're like, so just in a nutshell, it's one soul split into two bodies and you reincarnate yes. over and over and, and trying to balance each other's energy before you can come into union and be a couple again. And, um, and within that, there's also each person has to figure out how to balance their own energies. Right. So, um, because you're, we're balancing, even as really a, a woman, you, you're still talking about balancing both your masculine and feminine mm -hmm. energies. Yeah, Just like men, we, can, we have feminine energy or masculine energy, mm -hmm. and we got to keep it in balance. Yeah, we both, men and women, and people who identify as different genders you yes. know it's not it's not a gender thing either it's a it's an energy energy thing. this is yeah. before the physical manifestation yeah okay well you know our podcast usually run about an hour and a half we're at the hour and 25 mark so we can wrap you know we could do a little wrap up and we can say goodbye to everyone around the world and then we can talk about doing this again because you know we're going to do this again this has just been fire. You know it's fire when you lose track of time mm. and you're just engrossed in the conversation. I hope all of you listening were here with us at Whelan's Irish Pub in Portland, Oregon. You can hear the music in the background. You can feel us with you. And hopefully you gain something from this. Actually, I know you gain something from this. And I hope what you gain from it, you, you apply to your life. So we're going to go around in our final five minutes or so, you know, whatever. We're going to go around. We're going to say one final thing. This is something that, that we each want to leave with people around the world. You, you have your moment. You, this is uh, something you're going to leave with people. They're going to hear you, and they're going to apply it to themselves. It's going to help them become a better person. So what would you like to leave you, people with? We're starting with Sorka. Oh, thanks a lot. Uh, <laughs> or we could, we, could, we could do it. Uh, that's okay. okay. She's I, I ready. She's ready. <laughs> There's a lot of pagans and witches around. So you never know if that nice lady down the street is a pagan or a witch. She might likely be. Um, so it behoove you to kind of understand where we're coming from. We're not devil worshippers. Well, most of us are. Um, <laughs> we're nice people. Um, you're just loving human beings. Yes, we are. And normal. you found a specific... We're not normal. Well, <laughs> normal's just a... Biologically yeah. normal. 
Yeah, we're biologically normal. Give <laughs> all your appendages. We're not pretending. No, you're yeah. living it. And we're it's, living it. And yeah. it's something that's been around since time immemorial. Yes. You're just tapping it's into been something that's already there. Since the beginning of mankind, there. there have been witches. Yeah, and, and you're tapping into something that's already there. Well, thank you so much, Sorka. That's it's been amazing talking to you. We're going to keep this up for future podcasts. This is the beginning of a long and beautiful, beautiful virtual friendship. Helen. Mary. Mary, gosh dang it. I'm going to write everybody's <laughs> names down. Why do, your last name starts with H. Yes, it does. Okay, yes. that's where I got that. Okay, tell me, what would you like to... Uh, I'm going to get every, all these names down. I'm sorry, people out there. I'm going to write it down. You're going to see it on the uh, online. And uh, by next time, so I'll I have everything down. So yes, there we go. I, I guess... What I would say, and I don't know if this has to do with paganism or just, um, I, I would say just don't be afraid of your darkness. Okay. Your, your darkness, the, you have to accept it and love it, and, and you're going to find so much power in that that's going to allow you to, to, to be who you really are. So I would just say, don't be afraid of your darkness. Embrace your darkness, but then if you feel like you're doing something that might be hurting yourself or another person, you, people should correct that. I think that if you're afraid of it, you're going to avoid correcting it. Ah. If you're not afraid of it, you're going to look at it, see it for what it is. You're going to be able to correct it. Wow. Okay. Well, that was an incredible Final statement, profound. So many knowledge no, knowledge points here. Carrie. <laughs> Carrie. I, wish she that look I know. I don't have anything profound to say. Aww. Do what the hell you want. Have yes. a good time. Yes. This is your one yes. freaking life. Like, yes. whatever you're called to do, just do it. Wait a second. I thought you said you weren't going to say anything profound. That Clearly was that was profound. That was a Nike commercial. Oh, God. For spiritual, cool, loving, awesome human beings. Um, well, okay. I wrote <laughs> I wrote this for a, a foster, a teen foster girl I was looking after, and um, it, I wrote this for her, but it, I think it applies to everybody. All right, let's myself hear Myself included. You must believe in your divine birth. Praise and thank the magic or God all around you, so you'll have the spiritual countenance to deflect any cruelty and abuse coming at you from others and attract the blessings you deserve. Wow. That was amazing. Thank you so much for that. And Mariah. So I just want to say there's something I learned about a while ago. But there is a summit. I'm not sure if it's every year, but all of the religious leaders get together. It's very downplayed. I discovered this. I should have known this years ago. So people like the Dalai Lama and the Pope get together. All these spiritual leaders. Oh, wait, we, we're losing somebody. Can you say goodbye to everybody? Bye, this is Katie. Bye, everybody. Okay, Thanks for having back. me. She'll be back. Bye, guys. There'll be a cliffhanger for her, her, for her thing. Okay, here we go. Back to Mariah. So I believe along those lines that I don't, I don't, necessarily believe in one dogma i believe that everyone needs a belief system in order to make themselves better and make it through the world even if you believe in atheism that's a belief and right. that that is the power that as long as you have a belief system that is outside yourself somehow 
that's bigger than you. I don't know how to exactly say that because I don't even have a word for it. So but as long as you ha and have something, you, you understand that there's something bigger than you exactly. at the very least. Exactly. And, the, and to go with it, whatever it is. It. Wow. That's my belief. Thank you so much, Mariah. Holy cow. Last but definitely not least, tell me your name one more time. Liz. Liz. She was the late arriver. But she gets the final comment. Okay. So here we go. All right. Um, I suppose what I would like to say is that I'm not necessarily completely without optimism when it comes to the future of the human race um, and our ability to <laughs> survive in harmony with, with the earth. Um, it's definitely a monumental feat what, what's ahead of us, what we would have to do. Wow. But um, I think that when, uh, sorry, your name was Mary. 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 When Mary hit upon capitalism there, that that is something that I've really been thinking about lately and how it's really not everybody who wants to continue with capitalism. And that if we can find a way to... Uh, evolve our way of getting our needs met and and being more communal and less and and more in harmony with nature and with one another then we don't have to be a virus we don't even necessarily have to be as much of an invasive species as and what what can people do to do better like what what can somebody do to do better for themselves well, I think it begins with an awareness of how important it is to make changes and, and then realize that we have to communicate with each other more effectively yes, about communication what, we, is the key. what we want, how badly we want it, and what maybe powers we need to overthrow to get there. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a lot of different ones, maybe, because yeah. let me tell you, globally, and I know that we have a lot of international listeners, globally, you know, there's all different kinds of manifestations yeah. of evil all over the globe. And But the light workers, the spiritual people, the witches, the pagans, even the Wiccans, everybody, we can all get together. Yes. <laughs> we can... The earth is dying and pagans care. Yeah, we do care. And we're going to we're gonna tip the tipping point as I talk to Ken Bath. We're going to tip that tipping point. I think we have a chance to save the planet. I, it's an incredible feat. But you know what, people? I think we should take that as a challenge and do our best to not only develop ourselves personally, but to help our fellow humans achieve success as well. And I want to thank everybody for t participating in this podcast. It's been absolutely amazing. We're going to keep this up, and I'm going to go ahead and start the outro music. We'll see you later, people. It's been midnight on Earth. Yeah.